0: Welcome back, y'all, to episode 18. It is Tuesday, August 23rd. This is the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we cover all things. Nothing is off the table. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of all things. Today, we have a very interesting show for you. More of a mindful awareness With it being Tuesday, I'm going to implement maybe once or twice a month. We call it Technology Tuesdays. So sit back, relax, and if you're working out, push hard.
1: this thing called computer vision where basically the computer can interpret and these AIs can interpret what they see in the content. I was reading a research paper online and the research paper on computer vision was talking about a Chinese company that had figured out how to use algorithms to address or increase mental health challenges. What's interesting, experiment. The next five TikToks that you make purposely make yourself look sad, like sad face. The computer vision detects the fact that you're sad and what TikTok's doing in America only is they're Amplifying sad and depressed based content, thinking that you want to see more of it. And there's actually studies in that it's making people more depressed. So that got me thinking, okay, if the computer can see things like emotions are they, are they doing it on purpose though? That's the question. Psyops. Psyops is it's a field of weaponizing psychology. It is a form of psychological warfare. It's a one hundred percent psychological warfare. It's the ability to manipulate minds. And if you can manipulate minds, you can manipulate society.
0: Okay, if you just heard that intro, it's talking, um, I actually took it off of TikTok. And essentially what's happening is there is a company in China that's really trying to get into the mechanics of an algorithm in order to sway the mental well-being of people. And essentially what he's saying is it's more targeted within the United States. So if we peel back the layers of technology... Um, some things are always going to be consistent throughout history. The first, you know, technology was implemented to help us live more comfortable lives. If we go back to the iron age, we go back to st- the stone age, kind of the implementation of tools that were used to help us have a more well-rounded life, essentially. Um, even thinking about the concept of fire, how creating fire and changed our diet, how we were able to cook food, stay warm, and kind of give us the ability not to focus on other issues. Fire also has allowed us to maintain more distance away from predators. So technology in itself is created or has been created for defense, okay, defending yourself, Offense, you know, going after an adversary or an, or an enemy, or comfort, you know. And defense can go under a lot of different categories as well as medicine. You know, even if we look at the concept of English and speaking, um, we think about the, you know, we really think too, we think about these concepts kind of going into Merlin in the round table and pulling the sword out of the stone And we look at that as lore now, but essentially within the context of that story, you know, that was the transition from the Stone Age to the Iron Age, being able to pull iron out of stone, you know, what that truly meant for the implementation of society, you know, if you think about war and things of those nature. Now, the reason why I'm going this route and I injured with TikTok is because, we are at a focal point within our society where technology is implemented in a very high capacity into every aspect of our life. You know, we are using technology to interact with the world more than using the world to interact with technology. Now, I say that and what I mean is we are so connected, you know, even with our, with our cell phones. With our work, you know, kind of transitioning and obviously with the creation of the Internet developed by DARPA around the 70s. Um, DARPA is a government organization that works a lot with technology innovation and they're still here, etc. So this has kind of prompted the notion of a concept that I like to talk about on here and how it relates to us as people, the technology to human interface. And one thing implemented, or one thing that should be implemented, is cyber hygiene. Now, what does it mean when I say cyber hygiene? I mean being able to create boundaries and distances through your technology that allows you to maintain a healthy lifestyle. If we look at the gestation of technology as it relates to COVID-19, and how people were having to stay home in a result of isolation, one thing that happened is technology was prompted at a high level. So the social media posts, the Facebook, the Twitters, the picking up on the most important news, kind of creating these cycles of needing to do it, needing to see it, needing to be a part of it. And within itself, you know, What that does sometimes is it creates a disconnect from your current day, where you are right now, you know, who is around you, you know, those implementations are so important. But what happens with this social media technology construct is we allow it to dictate our lives and we allow to certain things to creep in. I know I certainly do. When I first got on TikTok, it was something that I just I knew in. Like, intuitively, I felt this, this is just a very dangerous type of app. But my dopamine and my, my, my needs to just stay and look and click on it and make me feel like I'm a part of something socially is what really rendered within my brain. And I could feel it. I could feel that need to hit and click and just keep going down these rabbit holes. Well, what I'm getting to is these rabbit holes in itself are now created as algorithms. Okay, and algorithms in itself are coding developed by AI, potential artificial intelligence um, platforms. And what you get whenever you look at an AI concept, okay, if we peel back the layers of it, when we look at what AI truly is as it relates to technology, once again, we are trying to create something that makes our lives easier. And what is it doing? It's thinking for us. And within AI algorithms, they need to be trained, changed. There needs to be a lot of data. There's need to be a lot of things to access it. But as it relates to these algorithms with TikTok, you are being able to create your own stream and channel information being brought to you to your phone that you want to see. And what I mean when I see that, I'm like, if you want to see workout videos, if you want to see dances, you want sports information. You want anything that's readily available to you and technology and information you like to interact with. Well, what happens if there's mal- intent tied to it? Within the little intro I played, you determined and you heard the concepts of psyops. Now, psyops in itself is psychological warfare, and it's used to get inside of the mind. Um, and this is really... A common aspect of war you have people within psyops within the military who are trying to determine how to get in the mind of the people um, and getting into the mind of the people I mean that is such valuable real estate from a tactical and strategic point of view once you get into the mind and you control the narrative you really control all things and this is Exampled throughout history, you know, I can reference a number of things and even in a malicious intent, you know, using the words of of genocide where people are willing to do harsh things in the name of a greater good. Now, this is just a very extreme example of what can happen when the mind is controlled with the concept, ideas, etc. Now, TikTok in itself has the ability to give you a Trojan horse effect. And what do I mean when I say that? Oh, I'm just going to get on TikTok and interact with this technology, interact with these videos and these people. They don't have any negative intent. However, the concept of the algorithm could potentially have negative intent. Now, remember, TikTok in itself is created within China. It's a Chinese company. There's different aspects and agendas within China that may not always interact within America. And if one thing that we have learned about social media in other countries is the barriers of entry are light. Take example, if you look at North Korea, they cannot invest in a large navy. They cannot invest in a large air force, but what they can invest in is cyber warfare. They can interact and do things, harsh acts, or what we've really determined is Informational warfare. If you look at Russia and what they've been able to do with Fuzzy Bear, you know, the impacts of malware, you know, the taking of information and sitting on systems, this is the new strategic warfare of getting information. We are no longer necessarily in a war of body count, we are in a war of information, data extract. What are, what we know, what influences they have. And this is why, as As humans and as Americans, I don't mean to get too preachy, but we need to understand the concept of cyber hygiene, letting ourselves understand that our mental state is really important. If there are algorithms in TikTok that could potentially sway your mental health then this is a new conversation that we need to have as a society. It understands truly what it means. I mean, and if I get down to brass tacks, it really goes into the importance of your subconscious. What information are you putting in? You know, if you can think about it, people say you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, a new concept should be you are the sum of the five things you are constantly watching on TikTok you know, or what if you are the sum of the last five videos you've watched on TikTok, you know, if, if, if we can influence one another through technology and and kind of create these narratives about the world, you know, then in itself, it can really destruct and create constructs that can be like eliminated or constructs that can really hurt other people. Now, I say this with this in mind. I am a user of TikTok. I do enjoy TikTok. But I know what TikTok is capable of. I have one viral video and it's only 27,000 views. And it's of me drinking soda water in Mexico. The point I'm trying to make is I do interact with the content. But I'm also aware of what it's capable of. You know, I'm also aware of how these things can influence us. You know, and I really think the new norm of... Thinking is, you know, we're always aware of what we're eating, what we're drinking, but we really need to be aware of the, the information we're absorbing because it can have, it can influence us. And if an algorithm can influence the impact of mental health, then that is even more proof of it, you know, and it is, if that is a concept that our adversaries are trying to implement into our everyday fabric of, fabric of society, then we need to really be diligent. You know, this isn't me trying to be preachy, it's me trying to just give a message that I think is really relevant to today. You know, when I look at, um, you know, I look at how the kids are playing video games today. I loved video games as a child. I played anything you can think of, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. I loved them all, but my mom would always tell me, you know, you can't be sitting here playing video games all day, and if we're giving technology to our kids as a means to pacify them in order for them to be quiet and have their mind focused, you know, it's like, we don't know the longevity of that. We don't know what that happens in 10 to 20 years. You know, we don't know if that impacts the social credibility of people because, you know, they, they're so focused on their tablets and the implementation of technology, you know, and then we caveat that with the, the potential influence of computer chips or neural nets within our thinking system. You know, if we look at Elon Musk and what he's trying to do, you know, and essentially the innocence of that is it could it could help with your neural networks as it relates to your spinal cord. So if you're, you're, you are um, paralyzed or you've lost a limb, you know, it could really help to come in and create that electrical contact That allows you to have movement. And in itself, that's what happens with us daily. That's why if someone has sciatica, it's an impact of their neural connections giving them pain. So technology in itself is something that can help us, but it can also really hurt us. And if we are not aware of what the potential negativity is, then we need to practice with caution. I mean, we even have new information that indicates sitting is the new smoking. So if you're you're sitting all day, you know, and you're not really exercising and moving the way you need to be, your body will atrophy or have issues over time or a lack of. If you're sitting nonstop, your hips, your hip flexors, your glutes, what they do is they lose strength because they don't need to stand up and create that type of, of need as it's trying to have resistance against gravity. So, what we need to do, or what I think as I kind of conclude this little podcast, um, is practice cyber hygiene. And if you're looking at information or you're looking at and you're stuck in an algorithm, be aware of your algorithms on TikTok. Be aware of the emotional state it puts you in after you look at it. If you're looking at conspiracy theories, you're looking at things of, of, of this magnitude. I mean, if we look at the... If we look really at the phenomena of flat earthers, I'm not here to judge flat earthers. I'm just here to identify that they have a thinking pattern that indicates they believe that the earth is flat. And, you know, maybe this was, you know, and if you look at all of the, you know, all of the wormholes of YouTube, it kind of creates that process. So in conclusion, all I'm trying to say is be aware Tread with caution and practice cyber hygiene. Have a good Tuesday. And I look forward to talking to you on Wednesday.